Good morning. Am I the only one who thinks prayer can be a challenge? I think not. Even the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And today, Oswald Chambers makes his attempt, and it's a good one. I know a lot of prayers, many from my childhood, but some from Psalms that I've memorized or partly memorized. I'm also called to pray at almost every family meal with extra emphasis on Thanksgiving and Christmas prayers. The expectations for those are very high. But that's not the type of prayer of which I speak today. I'm in a Bible study and we're focusing on the book of Ephesians. One of the commentators wrote that Christians live in a dual world. They live and exist in Christ due to His saving grace. But we also live in our physical and social world. We live in the here and now, but we also live in the future promise of eternal life with and in Christ. The type of prayer of which I'm speaking is that prayer where we move from our world fully into His, that our will and our hearts are fully submitted. Oswald Chambers gives us three steps to do that in today's reading. First, he challenges us to have no other motive than to know your Father in heaven. I confess I often come to God with a needs list. See, I'm mature enough not to call it a wants list, but isn't it really the same thing? I come with an agenda of what I need to ask God to do in my life. Even if I make the effort to start my time of prayer focusing on Him, that needs list is always there in the shadows. It's always waiting for the right time to jump in the conversation. But what if I clear my mind of everything except getting to know Him? I made it a point in my business career to seek out those wiser and more experienced than I and to get to know them really well. Once I got to know them, a relationship was built. And once a relationship was built, I was able to learn to think how they thought and to more emulate how they were in the things that I thought were important. Doesn't that same principle apply to God? If I want to live like Him and live for Him, don't I need to get to know Him? And isn't it a heck of a lot more important than any temporary needs I might have right now? Secondly, He admonishes us not to pray in vain repetitions. Sometimes the reciting of a prayer is a good thing. Psalm 51 is a marvelous prayer of confession. Both the Apostles' Creed and the Confidior contain powerful words that if you focus on them can truly move your heart. I think the phrase he uses, vain repetitions, is the key. Vain can also mean useless, such as a vain attempt at an apology. He cautions us not to fall into a habit of laziness, of having a rote group of words that satisfies our obligation to pray, but lacks any true meaning. Third, he encourages us to get into a perfect communion with God. This combines the first step of desiring to get to know Him and the practical application of submission. I want to move all of me out of the equation and move to Him. It's not a collaborative effort. We are not meeting in the middle. Communion with Him is communion in Him. What a great outline to approach our time of prayer. It's September the 16th. It's a good day to start.